This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Glory to God. We're going to jump into our scripture. I hope everyone's doing well. Amen. We're praying for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. As you can see in our first slide here, amen, I have some images of uh, busy schedule and uh, the management and the rush and overtime and stress and fear and anxiety. And when is the end of COVID-19? And, and then you see in the center there someone trying to read their Bible and be a good Christian. Saints, we have a lot of challenges that we face in our current uh, time and hour. Amen. We have a lot of stress and anxiety and fear that is trying to come upon us and trying to overtake us. Hallelujah. If we're not careful, we will be uh, we will succumb to the outside pressures. And uh, in doing so, we will uh, no longer be depending on God, but we'll be looking at the outside circumstances and situations as being greater than God. Hallelujah. And thus our light does no our light's not shining before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. But for us more particularly, uh, we will not be living on uh, or living in, amen, the flow of God's blessings as he would have us to. Hallelujah. Particularly in our mind and in our emotions. Amen. And this is not what God has in store for us. Amen. Glory to God. Let's move on to our, our scripture here. We're coming out of Matthew 6, 27. I'm reading from the New International Reader's Version. Amen. Glory to God. This is Jesus speaking, amen, during the uh, Sermon on the Mount. And he says, can you add even one hour to your life by worrying? Hmm. These things that we're going through have us caught up and have us concerned and we can't sleep at night and we're, we're, we're not um, at peace and we are disheveled, amen, and hallelujah, the world's been shaken, hallelujah, and all those things that we found our peace in, our foundation in, have been shaken if they are not in God, hallelujah. Jesus here is encouraging his followers. Can you add even one hour to your life by worrying? He's encouraging them not to worry. This word worry in its root Greek word, which the New Testament was written in originally. Uh, it, it's in the King James Version. It would be thought. He says, take no thought for tomorrow. So this word worry or thought in the King James Version is a Greek word. Mary Maneo. And it means to be anxious, unease, or uneasy, or nervousness, to be troubled with cares. Jesus was basically saying to them, do not be troubled with cares, because they will not change a thing when you worry. I know why we worry, because we feel like if we don't worry, we're not being responsible. If we feel like we don't worry. We're not concerned about the thing that we are dealing with. Worry is what 
the human nature teaches us to do. To stay up at night. I'm, I must stay up at night because if I stay up at night and worry about something, then that's going to make it change. And Jesus is telling us it doesn't. If I worry, maybe the, the COVID-19 will stop. If I worry, maybe things will change at work. If I worry, maybe I'll get back on my job. If I worry, maybe I'll get money. But it doesn't work that way as our Lord and Savior is telling us right here. So what's his wishes for us? What, 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 was he, what would he want us to do? And I heard this straight from the Lord. He says, don't worry. Be happy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of you don't like me right now. You're not too happy with me. Amen. But God said, this, I didn't make this up. This is not the Bobby McFerrin song. God said to me, don't worry. Be happy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Join me as I pray. Amen. Father God, we come before you today. We thank you for today, for this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And Father God, now we need a word from you. We need to be fed. Our spirits need to be fed today. But you've given me a task that's far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. And we won't fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor because you do all things well. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Don't worry. Be happy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give me a chance. Amen. Hallelujah. To share this message with you before. Hallelujah. You become discouraged. Amen. And we want you to be encouraged today. Hallelujah. Saints, there's trouble around us. And sometimes that trouble can bring us to tears. Amen. I'm human. I'm like you. There's things going on around us. There's things that we don't like. There's things that are not fair. There are things that um, we don't quite understand that can literally bring us to tears. Why am I saying that? Amen. Psalm 42.3, we're reading the New Living Translation. This was written by the sons of Korah. The sons of Korah um, originally were um, from the tribe of Levi. Um, they, were, uh, uh, they were the porters of the, t uh, the tabernacle. Amen. And then now down through the years during this time of the, uh, the kings of Israel, they are now... Uh, a portion of them singers uh, in the temple, amen, and, and some of them are um, writers of these psalms, all right, glory to God. So what are they saying to us here? They say, day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, where is this God of yours? Anybody heard that? Anybody seen that on TV? Anybody seen this question on social media? Where is your God? If God is so good, why are we going through this? Not understanding that man's choices have caused the domino effect throughout the centuries and the millenniums, amen, to bring us to this point. Not understanding that Jesus in Matthew 24, as we talked about a few weeks ago, um, predicted this, prophesied this, that this would happen at this time. Hallelujah. That being said, amen, we can find ourselves in such overwhelming circumstances that it can bring us to tears. 
thank God God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. It could bring us to tears. Amen. But God's got our back. Hallelujah. But where is our God? What, what, what can we say to that? Amen. Let's move on. Amen. Before we can answer the naysayers, we must first be fortified in our faith. So before we can answer that question, we got we got to take care of us first. All right. We have to be good. All right. Glory to God. This message today is meant to be an encouragement. Amen. Amen. Psalm 4610. This is also the sons of Korah. We all know the scripture. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. In other words, we don't really, I mean, there is a, um, a portion of Christianity called apologetics when we defend the gospel, you understand? But God is big enough to, uh, to defend himself. He said, I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. What did Jesus say? That uh, uh, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess when, when he appears. Amen. What does the word say? I should rather say hallelujah. So be still and know that I am God. This this, uh, this word still in the Hebrew, which is the uh, root word here for the Old Testament scripture, is rafa, and it means relax. Relax. Know that I'm God. When we truly in our hearts uh, focus in that God is in control, we then can relax. If we're going to be honest, we don't always believe God's in control and thus, we don't relax. If we're going to be honest, I'm going to be honest about, about me. There are times I take my eyes off of Jesus wrongly, and I don't relax. When you put your eyes on Jesus, you will relax. When you believe that he's in control, you will relax. So he's encouraging us, amen, through scripture, relax. Relax. Amen. Because we have a temper tantrum and we fly off the handle. And in certain circumstances, it is worked for us. For example, being in a store and we go off the handle against a store worker because something is wrong with whatever product we've bought. And it worked for us in that circumstances it may have had an immediate uh, effect but did it represent Christ when we did that did it engender a sense of grace to the person in the store when we did that did it draw them closer to Christ my God let's move on even saints, even in the face of seemingly insurmountable odds, don't be afraid. The children of Israel looked at the giants and they saw the giants as being bigger than their God. And they complained to Moses and did not enter into the promised land when they were supposed to. It was supposed to be a two week trip and it turned into 40 years in the wilderness. Why? Because they saw their obstacles as bigger than God. So even in the face of seemingly insurmountable odds, don't be afraid. This is what God's encouraging us today. 
this COVID-19, amen, seems like insurmountable odds. He's telling us, don't be afraid. Exodus 14, 13, the Amplified Version. This is when the children of Israel were being pursued by the Egyptians. They were caught in, uh, in a in difficult place uh, between the, uh, a rock and the Red Sea and the approaching Egyptians. Amen. And they all started panicking. They all started losing their mind. They all started complaining against Moses about why did you take us out of Egypt? Amen. And sometimes we complain against God. Why did you save me? Why did you take me out of what I was in? And this is uh, the response here. Then Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Take your stand. Be firm and confident and undismayed and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. God wants to accomplish things for us today. We try to accomplish it, but God's saying, let me be God. Let me accomplish it for you today. For those Egyptians who you have seen today, you will never see again those obstacles, those enemies, the thing coming against us. God's declaring we won't see it again, amen, as we are firm as we are confident as we are undismayed in our trust in the Lord now if you're not here yet amen this is why this is an encouragement to you and to me today amen to keep trusting in God this is not a fairy tale this is these are actual accounts that happened amen too many of us uh, and, and scholars included, we like to um, make these into fairy tales instead of actual events. This happened. Amen. Glory to God. And that's like 100 years from now, if, if Jesus delay is coming, that people think that the COVID-19 was just uh, a fairy tale. Listen, we're going through it. Amen. So when we are faced when, with insurmountable odds, amen, Take your stand, be firm, confident and undismayed in leaning and trusting in God. Amen. Amen. Be encouraged, saints. Hallelujah. Give all of your worries to him. Don't take your worries to bed with you. Give them to God. Amen. Don't hold on to them. You know, if, if, if I'm going to be honest with you. When we go to bed with worries, it's really revealing that we don't trust him. This is not to beat you up. I, I, I'm human. I experience these things. Amen. And we should take it as an opportunity. Wow. A, a teachable moment. I'm, I don't trust him. Let me start trusting him again. Really trusting him. And how do you know when you fully trusted him? you will be without worry. Amen. What's going on here? First Peter five and seven, the amplified version. Peter, we know this is the Peter of, uh, uh, that was with Jesus. Amen. One of the 12 apostles and the first leader of the church. Amen. He says, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, him being Jesus, for he cares about you. Jesus cares about you. With deepest affection, he deeply cares about us and watches over you very carefully. Jesus 
is at the right hand of God advocating for us. Hallelujah. And as we were talking about last week, we are seated in heavenly places with him spiritually. Yes, I'm here on the earth. Amen. Right now. But spiritually, it's a spiritual connection between us and Jesus. Hallelujah. And him being the new head of the human race. Amen. Representing human beings, representing mankind before Father God. He represents us. He's our representative amen hallelujah and we are seated with him spiritually in heavenly places amen and we are near to father god as he is as we are in him we're no longer in adam we're in christ hallelujah and this jesus deeply uh cares for us he has deep affection for us and he watches over us amen but we must cast or throw our cares to him Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you need to speak it, if you need to yell it, preferably someplace where people don't think you're crazy. <laughs> Whatever you need to give it to him, Lord, I give you my fears. I'm concerned about the COVID-19. Lord, I give you my concerns about my job. Lord, I give you my concerns about whether I'm going to get sick or not. I'm giving it all to you. Lord, uh, I'm losing my mind, but I'm giving it to I'm giving my my concerns, my fears, my my emotional turmoil. I'm giving it to you. And watch him guard your heart and mind. Once you do so, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Saints, I wanted to give you some um, scientific evidence on the effects of stress. This is an article from the Mayo Clinic on stress. It was published on May 19th, uh, 2019, so almost a year ago. Amen. And the Mayo Clinic is, um, is a reputable um, health um, organization. Amen. And they're saying um, chronic stress puts your health at risk. Chronic stress can wreak havoc on your mind and body. Take steps to control your stress. So even the world is saying this, that stress is not good. So it's just not Jesus in Matthew 6, 27, the world saying this now. It says, when the natural stress response goes wild, let's see what happens, hallelujah. But when stresses are always present and you constantly feel under attack, the fight or flight reaction stays turned on. So that natural thing that God put us in us to, to, for survival mode, amen, it stays on when we're stressed out, all right? The long-term activation of the stress res response system and the overexposure to uh, cortisol, and we're going to talk about cortisol in a second, and other stress hormones that follow, follows can disrupt almost all your body's processes. This puts you at an increased risk of many health problems, including. So this is what happens when we are stressed out all the time, where we're, where we're always in crisis, where we're always in drama. Hallelujah. This is what happens. Anxiety, depression, digestive problems, headaches, heart disease, sleep problems, weight gain, memory and concentration impairment. That's why it's so important to learn healthy ways to cope with your with your life stressors. Amen. We talked about that in first Peter five and seven. Amen. Now, cortisol is um, the uh, it's a steroid that your body makes 
and it's released during um, your survival mode in your body or your fight or flight uh, mode in your body. Amen. And this is what happens with uh, the steroid is released in your body. So symptoms. And so when we're stressed out all the time, our lifestyle is just stress all the time. Amen. And, I, and thus our body reacts by being um, in that stress mode, in that survival mode, in that fight or flight mode all the time because we're stressed all the time. Hallelujah. Uh, and too much cortisol is released in our bodies because we're stressed all the time. It brings about weight gain. Why does it bring about weight gain? Because cortisol releases glucose in your blood. Glucose is sugar. Amen. So you're stressed all the time. More sugar is being released in your bloodstream. And if we don't exercise that off, we start to gain weight. Weight gain from too much cortisol, particularly around the abdomen and face. I know about that. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thin and fragile skin that is slow to heal. Acne. And for women, facial hair and irregular menstrual periods because of stress and too much cortisol. On the flip side, if there's too little cortisol, the symptoms are continual tiredness, nausea and vomiting, weight loss, muscle weakness and pain in the abdomen. I said all this to say that stress is not good for your body. And Jesus is telling us, take no thought for tomorrow or don't worry because it won't add uh, one hour or, uh, uh, to your life. It won't add one stature. It won't add it to your stature. Your height. It won't change anything basically is what he's saying. Amen. So here I've shown you medically that the medical world, amen, is saying stress is no good for our bodies. Confirming what Jesus told us. Let's move on. Amen. Saints, Jesus carried our sins in his body and suffered that we might enjoy healing. Healing is our inheritance. Healing is our blood bought right. We don't earn healing. Jesus earned healing for us. What am I talking about? Back in 1 Peter, 1 Peter 2.24, everyone knows this scripture. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. This is Peter speaking. He says, he personally carried our sins. Let me stop right there. Right, right there, excuse me. Jesus personally carried your sins and my sins. My God, what a love. What a love. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross. Willingly offering himself on it as on an altar of sacrifice so that we might die to sin, becoming immune from the penalty and power of sin. Oh, my God. What a statement. Saints, as born again believers, as Christians, we are are immune to the penalty of sin see some of us are still scared that we're not gonna make it to heaven Jesus has made us immune to the penalty of sin and the power of sin if we allow him yes we still sin as Christians amen but we it's a we don't have to 
we, we have a option not to by being empowered by God. Amen. You know, one of our challenges, and this is not to beat anybody up, but it's just the reality that we deal with. And some of this COVID-19 has really shown it to us. Amen. We are more like the world than we are as the church, as, as, as Jesus intended us to be. Amen. Take it as a teachable lesson. If you find areas of your life that think and feel and do things more like people who don't know Jesus, don't beat yourself up. Take it as a teachable moment and understand that, okay, this is an area that's not submitted to God. Let me cast my cares upon the Lord. Let me ask God for strength to help me to focus and to be in the flow of his will for my life. Amen. So it's not a beat you up type of uh, message. Amen. This is an encouragement. Amen. Because even there are times when I find areas of my life that are not submitted to God. Instead of beating myself up. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for showing this to me. Now I'm going to give it to you. This area in my life. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me read this one more time. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross, willingly offering himself on it as on an altar of sacrifice that we might die to sin, becoming immune from the penalty and power of sin and live for righteousness. Amen. That's ultimately what he wants us to do. Hallelujah. We are righteous uh, legally now because of Christ. Amen. And he's working that out in us by way of the Holy Spirit, sanctifying us. Amen. That we might be righteous in our day to day lives for by his wounds, you who believe have been healed. It's past tense. Hallelujah. By his stripes, we are healed past tense. Symptoms will try to come on our body. Amen. Uh, uh, you know, there have been times when I felt things in my body. Amen. They were symptoms. Amen. Yes, they were real in that I felt them. Amen. But the, it's that which is even more real than that. Amen. Is that by his stripes, I am healed. God is always willing to heal us. It does not mean that the enemy won't try us. Does not mean that this fallen world might try to throw things on us. Amen. It means that, hallelujah, we have a right to healing because of what Jesus did at the cross. And whatever that thing that has jumped on us, it's got to go. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know some, even, in, even some of us uh, that are deep into the word, even scholars, amen, we rationalize sickness and say, well, you know, everyone gets sick. It's just a part of life. We rationalize it. No, Jesus died that I might be healed. I'm, I'm claiming that. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not being crazy with it. I'm not being floaty. I, I'm, I am appropriating the promises of God to be real for me. Amen. And I encourage you to do it as well. Amen. Let's move on. Hallelujah. God will meet all of our needs, and you need to really believe this, that he will meet your needs, that God is the need meter. Amen. We are so used to the world way of thinking. I got to get on my grind. I got to make it happen. So if you get on your grind and you make it happen, then you need to keep making it happen. Amen. Because if you're doing it, then he's not. 
And I'm not advocating not working hard. Amen. There is a uh, a way where God leads you into something and then empowers you to do a good job at it when you're doing it. Amen. But the, the difference is, is he's the one initiating it. He's the one motivating it. He's the one empowering you to do it as opposed to you getting on your grind. Um, earlier this um, work year, amen, uh, maybe around the fall, because I work uh, with the school system, so my year is a little different, amen, than the calendar year. Amen. I was working 11 hour days. I was trying to be on my grind. Amen. And God had to remind me, hallelujah, you're doing too much. Only do what I lead you into. And I went and, and, and through his influence, amen, those extra hours went away. But guess what? I still was making enough to take care of my family. God knew that from the beginning. I was panicking. I wasn't trusting him. I was trying to work 11 hours a day and pastor the church. And God knew that was too much. Amen. Let's move on. Philippians 4.19, the New International Reader's Version says, my God will meet all your needs. That's something we need to embrace. That God will meet all our needs. He will meet them in keeping with his wonderful riches. These riches come to these riches come to you because you belong to Christ Jesus. I must have read this wrong. These riches come to you because you fasted a hundred days. These riches come to you because you've worked for your anointing. These riches come to you because you're a man. These riches come to you because you're a pastor. If you get my point where I'm headed here, these riches come to you because you belong to Christ Jesus. Your needs being met come to you, all your needs, because you belong to Christ Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God will meet all our needs. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, saints. We talked about a few weeks ago about uh, that um, we will, you know, even if Jesus is coming back tomorrow, we should be of good cheer. And I'm not saying he is. I'm just giving a, 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 an example. Amen. Uh, we need to be comforted because he's coming to come for his church. Be of good cheer. He's going to meet all our needs. If we find ourselves with symptoms, amen, uh, healing is ours. If we have worry or concerns, we can cast it upon him. Be of good cheer. This is Jesus talking to his disciples, John 16, 33, the Amplified Classic Version, amen. He's preparing them for his crucifixion, amen. In chapters 14, 15, 16, uh, and then 17 as well, but we're here in 16, amen. He's preparing his disciples for his departure, amen. Glory to God. That's what those passages are about, amen. Let's read what he's talking about in verse 33 of chapter 16. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and, and confidence. In Jesus, because we as believers, we are in Jesus spiritually, and he's in us spiritually by way of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. 
I'm someone who grew up with not a lot of confidence. Why? I was looking to me and I did not have a relationship with Christ. And even after I got saved at 15, I didn't understand how this thing worked. That in him, I would have perfect peace and confidence, even during difficult times like these. Let me go on. In the world, you will have tribulation. <laughs> he said it. In the world, you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. This is a fallen world. This is not the world that God intended for mankind. Mankind chose to live independent of God. And thus, amen, we have a domino effect of misfortunes that have happened throughout the many years that man's been on the earth. But what does he say next? But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain undaunted for I have overcome the world I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you who did he conquer it for for you and I hallelujah he didn't even conquer it for himself he didn't conquer it for father God he said I've conquered it for you hallelujah Someone should be happy on that. You should be of good cheer with that. But you know me, amen. Let's get into a deeper uh, word study here, amen. Hallelujah. Tribulations. Hallelujah. Since this is in the New Testament portion of the Bible, these root words that I'm about to define, amen, are Greek, amen. So this word tribulation is philipsis, amen. It means compression or tribulation, and it carries the challenge of coping with the internal pressures of a tribulation, especially when feeling there's no way of escape. You, it's the feeling of being hemmed in. So it's the outward tribulations have an effect on the inner man or on the soul or on the personality, on the psyche. It's the internal pressure that we feel. He said, in the world you shall have tribulation that things will try to exert internal pressure on you. Where you feel like there's no way of escape like the children of Israel did when the uh, Egyptians were coming upon them. They were feeling tribulation. They were feeling hemmed in. So Jesus is saying that we will experience this. But then he's saying, be of good cheer. Where does this cheer in the Greek is tharsio, emboldened to show courage. It refers to God bolstering the believer, not you yourself, but God bolstering the believer, empowering them with a bold inner attitude to be of good courage. For the believer, it's showing boldness, is the result of the Lord's infusing his strength by his inner working of faith in birth persuasion. That's what faith is showing this unflinching bold courage means living out the inner confidence, the inner bolstering that is spirit produced. When Jesus is saying in the world, you will have tribulation that the world will try to exert pressure and anxieties and fears upon you. 
and you will feel it at first. But he's saying, be of good cheer. Then, hallelujah, by way of my spirit, I will encourage you. I will fortify you. I will, hallelujah, give you boldness by way of my spirit. Supernaturally encouraging us. It's not in Robert. It's not in you. It's in Jesus. Amen. Yes, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, but I'm saying it's not in me in and of myself. It's in Jesus, and it's administered to us by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When the world tries to exert, amen, this pressure on you, these trials, these tribulations, to try to get you out of sorts internally, Jesus will encourage us and cause us to be of good cheer. Let's get this last word, overcome. He's overcome the word, world, excuse me. Nakeo, to deprive of his power to harm, to subvert, to, to subvert its influence. Let's stay there, amen. Jesus looked to subvert the influence that the world has on our souls, on our psyches. Now, he may do this, saints. Let me give you an example. This week, he told me to stay off social media one day. Ooh, I, I touched I touched a toe there. I touched, I touched something there for many of you. Amen. I'm not saying social media is just all evil. Amen. Because I use it and we're using it right now. Matter of fact, to broadcast this service. Amen. But he told me to not do that. And he also told me not to watch the news on that day. And I felt a peace. I felt good. Jesus was subverting the world's influence over my inner man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Pastor Brown is not saying never watch the news. Pastor Brown is not saying never get on social media. But when the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of Christ speaks to you uh, to do something, it's for your good. He won't make us do it. He's influencing us for our good. And I believe there are those of us watching right now that the Holy Spirit has spoken to and given instructions about doing whatever it is in your life to help subvert the world's influence upon you. And I want to encourage you to follow that leading because it's for your own good. Amen. Let me say this one more time. I'm not saying God saying never watch the news. I'm not saying God said never get on social media. I'm saying when God leads you in a certain way, just follow the leading. Amen. Look, God, God doesn't want us ignorant. Amen. God wants us to reach people and people on social media. But just understand, just lead follow God's leading. And that's how he led me this week. Amen. On one of the days of this week. Amen. Hallelujah. So tribulations will come upon us and we'll feel it internally. Amen. 
The Holy Spirit will empower us with confidence, an inner confidence, an inner boldness. Amen. It's inbirthed from God. It's the inner working of faith. Amen. And Jesus, amen, has uh, uh, an ability to subvert the world's influence over us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we allow him. Amen. Let's sum up what I just talked about. Although life and this current health crisis challenge, health crisis challenge us to cope internally with fears, worries, stress, and anxieties, if we look to the Lord Jesus and cast, throw, or give over our concerns to him, he will supernaturally infuse us by way of his spirit with a supernatural confidence, a faith that will embolden us to face and overcome by his power Every challenge life brings our way and life will bring challenges our way. Jesus has deprived the world of its power to harm us if we depend on him. And not our own strength. Amen. Let me say something to you before I move on real quick. And I know the time is going. So I have to hurry up. Amen. During this crisis. There are people that I look up to. There are people I follow on social media. There are captains of industry. There are influential people that have lost their mind. Because their peace, their happiness was in this world system. And I looked up to them. They were influences upon me. I'm a big tech guy. As many of you may know, I love technology and all those things. And as uh, these people have lost their mind it influenced me negatively. And God was just showing me these people that you look up to that are great influences upon you. Amen. They are not me. They are not to be looked upon as leaders. Amen. Continue to look to me. I can tell you that every human leader in my life has let me down at some point. Amen. And this health crisis has even exposed other leaders that I looked up to. And I'm not talking about just preachers or religious leaders. I'm talking about people, captains of industry, people in the world. Amen. That I looked up to. Amen. And I knew they needed Jesus, but I looked up to their earthly accomplishments. Amen. Have lost their mind. Have had temper tantrums. Have chosen business over the health of people. And have generally disappointed me. Amen. And it's just another reminder. Take your eyes off people. And put them on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not for me to judge them. Or beat them up. But to understand. They're not to be on the pedestal that I put them on. Only Jesus belongs there. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of us look at our bosses that way. Or we look at. Um. Uh. Look at me that way. I, I, I'm going to let you down because I'm human. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Your spouse is going to let you down. Look to Jesus. Amen. Love your spouse as God empowers you to love them. Amen. Hallelujah. Love your pastor as God empowers you to love me. Amen. Glory to God. But he's the only one that belongs on the pedestal. Amen. Let's move on real quick. Trusting in the world system result in fear. As I was just talking about, trusting God results in a power to achieve calm and sound thinking. 
Amen. Real quick, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, Amplified Version. We all know this scripture. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardness or fear. Hallelujah. When we feel timidity or cowardness or fear, it's not coming from God. Amen. Even some of us that don't believe we're going to heaven, amen, and that we might miss out on the judgment day and not really understanding the gospel message that once you're saved, you are saved and you can't lose it. Amen. Because you, you weren't saved based on your behavior. You were saved based on Jesus's behavior. Hallelujah. His behavior, hallelujah, paid for your behavior, your bad behavior. Hallelujah. But God's not giving us the spirit of fear. So we shouldn't fear judgment day. Amen. Glory to God or fear anything. He's not giving it to us, but he has given us a spirit of power hallelujah and of love and of a sound mind when you're feeling this divine power when you're feeling love when you are thinking right hallelujah glory to god that's from god of a sound mind judgment and personal discipline oh god all this comes from god abilities that can result in a calm well-balanced mind and self-control hallelujah all these things are from god when you hallelujah have sound thinking and an ability to be calm hallelujah and well-balanced in mind and self-control that's god's spirit influencing you from within but he's not giving us the spirit of fear hallelujah let me hurry up hallelujah righteousness peace and joy are ours in christ these are the three kingdom realities these are the realities that christ wanted us hallelujah to live in day to day righteousness peace and joy hallelujah glory to god we know the scripture romans 14 17 amen for the kingdom of god is not meat or drink or everyday things amen or some of these factories that have meat amen are shutting down because the employees have been infected with the COVID 19 and uh, the world has been shaken and things are out of place amen glory to god from a worldly standpoint but for the kingdom of god is not meat or drink or everyday things but righteousness right standing with god peace amen shalom amen a sense of well-being and prosperity and health that's shalom it's all encompassing and joy amen joy from a new testament standpoint is a uh gratefulness for god's grace amen i'm appreciative of his grace because i know how much of a sinner i was and now i have joy because he paid for my sins past present and future so righteousness right standing with god shalom peace and joy in the holy ghost this is what god would have us to have as our kingdom reality righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost hallelujah glory to god that it should be our day-to-day -day reality and if it's not then we need to go to god and cast our cares upon him amen and have him in uh empower us to be of good cheer hallelujah glory to god Thank you, Jesus. Saints, Jesus died that we might live in a stress-free zone. Hallelujah. That every day, although it tries to come upon us, amen, hallelujah, stress, go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So what I, as I close this message, amen, what I say to you is stay calm and trust God. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Friends, if you are impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future.
I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.